What it do with the business is it is another week in the books with the on deck TV show. AB, what up, man? Holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown. If you're looking for me on socials, absolutely. And I am Spike Lou on those same social sites, not including Spill. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do have a Spill profile now. So. <laughs> Just in case, that. just in case the tweets die down, you know, I use a little promo code they dropped in the group chat for y'all to get it. So it's uh, got in there, definitely got in there. How your week been, AB? I can't call it, man. Celebrating the fourth by not doing shit. Definitely not celebrating the fourth. Okay, you got to reframe that. Niggas can't say that nowadays. You can't say <laughs> you can't say that no more, Ray. Right? Like I'm off. I'm off today. I was chilling with the fam. It just happened to be the fourth of July. Happy, happy off Juneteenth, day. though. <laughs> right now, nah, I know you gotta say all of that now. Y'all can have the fireworks. I ain't never been a firework person. Y'all can have that. It's not my thing, but y'all enjoy. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, once we, say, once we got that June team verified, we was pretty good. This is just an off day now. That's Get a the fact. Chill, replug the battery, and you good. <laughs> so, y'all enjoy your off days out there, man. Um, what else you had up? Shout out to the you golf think. course, though, man. I had to, you know, what I'm saying, show you a couple things on the links. Show me a couple. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, nah, I had a good I'm time. I'm glad man. I'm getting you into it. It's fun, ain't it? Nah, it's super Especially fun, man. It was hot in the yeah. motherfucker. Hot. Hot. <laughs> Got to get out there early. And when you're out there with good company, too, man. Shout out our guy, uh, Vince, from the Wild Black Podcast, man. We got to chop it up with him. I don't know. Got us a quick nine in. And um, other, another random dude. Shout out to him, too, man. He was a cool guy. Yeah, my guy. I forgot cool. his name, man. Brian, I'm terrible Brian, with names. Brian. Brian was his name. Absolutely. Brian, what's up, bro? Listen, he was cool as yeah, well. He was going to listen. Absolutely, man. But that was fun, man. Hopefully, we get to get out there more, get into this. But we know why you guys are here. It's a brand new episode of the On Deck TV show, man. We're going over everything that happened over the week, including Koi Ray's disappointing first week sales. Uh, Casanova got some time and tax tone did, man. Also, we're going to follow up with the complex, excuse me, we're going to follow up with the complex rank hip hop cities. And we talked about the top 10 groups that Billboard released and see if they got it right. A, B, let's get right into that. We didn't talk about it last week. I think they did the – it wasn't the number one. Like we just didn't get to it by the time that we recorded. But it was a pretty interesting topic of conversation when we did bring it up a couple of weeks ago, and that is the Billboard duos, groups of all time, list, top ten drop. A.B., did they get it right? Well, we both assumed that uh, Outcast would be number one, and that's who is number one. So we're going to go ahead and say – I'm going to go ahead and say that they did get that right. Um, I'm not surprised at all. However you want to go, you want to go skills, you want to go catalog, you want to go sales. 
Outcast got all three of those checked off off top. Influence. What do you want to do? Impact. Check, check, they check all the boxes. And they're the only group, in my opinion, that checks all of those. They had Wu Tang at number two, and they had NWA at number three. No surprises mm-hmm. here. Tribe called Quest four and Run DMC around at the top five. We knew we called Run DMC, we called Wu Tang, and we called Outcast. We may have called NWA too. So actually, this is relatively accurate. Um, yeah. real quick, just around at the top 10, six was public enemy. Seven was Eric B and Rakim. Eight was Salt and Pepper. Nine was De La Soul. And 10 was The Roots. Mm. I mean, I'm from Tennessee. I could argue three, six need to be a little bit higher. I'm a fan of eight ball and MJG and UGK. I can always throw my bias in there and wish they were a little bit higher. But I understand most of these. I think Bone and 3-6 were the two lowest. 3-6 was at 18, and Bone was at 21. I could see either one of those moving up a little bit more just due to their impact and how rap sounds today. Um, Mm. No one, with all due respect to Cypress Hill, who is above both of them, no one's trying to rap like Cypress Hill right now. Um, So that would be my or the Beastie Beastie Boys. So Mm. I would have made that tweak. But out of that, the, the top 20 is respectable, in my opinion. It's not bad. You're right. Especially when you get down to three, two, one and five. For sure. Uh, I, I can't rock with four. I ain't even going to hold you. Like, I, I don't I miss that error. But I, I guess that's right. Um, I would have moved. I ain't even going to hold you. And I'm surprised that you didn't say this. Mm. I would have moved Migos up some. Where they at? They at 11. Ooh. I could see like just the impact that those dudes have had since we talking about fight night to bad and bougie to that. Like they one of the top 10 groups all the time. So they got if, hits. I would hits a lot of them. It ain't know. too many people that want to see them on this stage. Yeah. Um, my personal bias is like you said, I would have put UGK in the top five. I think that they were severely UGK and a ball and MJG. But again, that's probably just me being more of a Southern. Probably. Um, I don't even know why Mob Deep is on this list. Uh, That's funny as fuck. <laughs> Diplomats 24. Diplomats 24. Hot Boys 25 is a good one. The Fuji's at 14. Uh, Mob Deep is 13. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I would have put them around 30. But yeah, mm. uh, overall, like you were saying, this is a good list, especially with the, they got number one right. I don't think that you could argue outcast you couldn't argue if it was nwa you couldn't argue if it was run dmc as long as it was one of those three in the number one spot i feel like that you were good i'm glad the outcast got it because of course the south got something to say my biggest takeaway again not even being that big of a migos fan just what they have done for the game and you talk about how music sounds right now and before they came around of course they were heavily influenced by three six with that flow but the impact the impact, man, it ain't it, it ain't been a lot of groups like the Migos, man. So I I, I would have had them a lot higher, maybe even cracking my top five. I'm not mad at that. They have a thing called the Migos flow that the whole rap game raps with now. Um, again, we know where that originated from, but that was over 30 years ago. So nigga, they the new version of that. Um, I thought it was interesting. Big Timers was number 38. A Ball MJG was 37. Um, okay. I mean, I Goody Mob 33. Two Live Crew 32. I'm surprised they weren't a little bit higher. Clips was 30. So I'm look, 
And you can argue back and forth about some of these in the mid-20s and then whichever one you grew up on or lean more toward, you'd probably have slightly higher than some other ones. But, I mean, I got, like, Hot Boys, well, they had hits and stuff, too. Hot Boys had hits. two albums, but they their impact was huge. Facts. Um, it was surprising. I, I ain't gonna lie. We talked about this. I thought D12 was gonna crack in there somewhere. That's just a good point. Them, bro. I thought they was, but I'm, I'm glad Billboard held their ground. That's true. I'm sure it was somebody in that office pushing for that. Diplomats was higher than I expected. They got one album. That's good. It's a double album, man. It's that a classic. Impact, impact was crazy, though. That impact was insane. Over Hot Boys? Equivalent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they write, they write, they write nah, behind each other. So. I can't do that. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, I would say they write, they, they, they write by each other. I would say that. Okay. Because I was going to say that the Dipset ain't got no bling bling and nothing like that, but they got nigga Dipset anthem, old boy. Like, yeah, they got some shit, though. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be a good little versus match right there. That somebody got to put me on um, Tribe, man. Like somebody got to tell me what to look for, or what to listen to, because I just I don't get it. I don't. Really, I, you I, fuck with Q Tip? No, but I, I, I for people that do, they they got at least two classics though. Like people that are really? into them, they will tell you that for sure. Jeez. I'm now I'm it it didn't cross my radar, but nah niggas people who listen to them will tell you they have two classics at least. Their last album came out in '93, so of course we missed them. Yeah, I'm people really. Yes, it says Tribe came out the gate with three classics: 1990 People's Instinctive Travels and Paths of Rhythm. 91's The Low End Theory is what I've heard. Of. I heard of Low End Theory. Yeah, and Midnight Marauders. Three was one, Midnight too. Marauders. So yeah, I would have missed that. Nah, was, Beats, Rhymes, and Life came out in '96. Oh, they've got more albums for sure. Got it. But yeah, those are the ones. Low end theory, Midnight Marauders. Those are the ones that I always hear of. Got it. Uh, Have you ever listened to either one of them? Just not my cup of tea. That's it. Yeah. Um. Next up, man. Complex. Another ranking. Uh, it's fifty years of hip hop, man. So a lot of people are doing the list and whatnot. It's a great time to debate it. Complex ranked the top ten hip hop cities. Um, shout out to our um hip hop hotbeds series that we did a couple years ago. Complex, y'all late <laughs> as fuck. Yes. But it's all good. Um, I'll give you the top three, man, before we discuss the top ten. Number one was Atlanta, shocker. Number two was New York City. Number three was Chicago. I'll give you four and five. Four was LA, and five was Memphis. Do you um uh, think they got it right with this top ten cities list? No. Atlanta could be number one. I'll give them that. But Memphis got to be number two. We've talked about it here before. Um, I don't. I just don't. I New York got too many one-offs. I don't really feel like they got a sound or like a culture per se. And then when you're looking at the most dominant artists right now that they're listing, they still got Hove and Nas, ASAP well, Rocky. Music, like, that's fair, but I wouldn't call him a representation of New York now. I, w- I would say that Nas is more contemporary rap than he is New York rapper now. Like, I feel like before, earlier Nas, it was more geared. It's New York niggas and New York niggas listening to it. Of course, he was a nationwide artist. I know plenty of people loved him, but he was New York centric. Now I feel like he's 40 year old centric. Like, I'm talking to every nigga this age versus every nigga from New York this age, if that makes mm. sense. But I could see you, like you said, he's still, he is still putting out music, so I could see him now. Uh, but I just don't like New York being that high. Uh, I would prefer Memphis be a little further up. I think that they have more, they bring it more to the table right now. 
Yeah, I could see that. Memphis is definitely – I was kind of surprised to see them at five. To round it out, Miami was six. Houston was seven. Eight was London. Nine was Detroit. And ten was Philly. So, okay, with New York, they're – and, and this is it's it's hot right now, right? So okay. maybe it is one offs. Nobody, I don't think anybody's walking around saying that Scarlet has a classic album, but she has a, a hot record though. Ice Spice has a hot song. Nicki is Nicki, and Cardi is Cardi. So those are some big dogs in terms of being hot as we're speaking. This, <clears throat> if we being honest, that's true. I don't disagree with that, but I well, my hang up with that is. Like even you just named four hot ass artists, I feel like and this may just be a generational thing. When you thought about people as rappers, when we were coming up, you thought about where they were from first. When you named those ladies, I thought about them claiming, "Hey, I'm out here representing for all the chicks versus New York." Scarlet ain't represent New York. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like that she's just the, the roughneck from everywhere now. But yeah, she do sound like New York. So that's that. I could give you that one. But I, said, I just fuck I like, like those... tell a nigga good morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny ass line, though. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. Hey, how does that, saying that at like that age? That's that's how fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. It's like well. a lady. Right. <laughs> um, no, but I, I just assimilate them more so I think with female rappers or lady rappers or female MCs more so than I associate them with being New York acts. But I do see what you're saying. The influences there are heavy, Cardi, especially you could cheese New York, Scarlet, Fabio. Ice Spice. Fabio, they got a drill yeah. sound. That helps. That helps. They do have the drill sound. That, that helps a lot. Because they went a lot years of shit, without I don't, even, I don't even know nothing about that. That's yeah. a lot of very popular drill niggas from New York that I ain't on my radar at all. Uh, Detroit could have been a little bit higher for me. Uh, mm. I love the Detroit sound. I think one of the strengths of New, uh, excuse me, of Detroit, more so than anybody on this list, is just so many different variations of a representation of that city. You got a nigga like Royce, and you got a nigga like Bankroll. Shit, you got Eminem. Then you got Boldie James. You got a Forty Two Doug, and Easy. you got a. Uh, Peasy. Yep. What's the other nigga name? The, the crazy Perk 30 nigga. All right, you got Vezo. Like Fire all of those baby. are like different. I yeah, those are different type of artists. Uh still having that Detroit sound and even got the lady representation with Cash Dow. Yep. And um the other, I can't think of the one to be rapping her ass off. But um, yeah, I mean Detroit is strong to me. It's one of my favorite rap cities still. I think I'm gonna tell you what I thought was interesting or, or kind of what holds Memphis back just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at they've got rising stars. Excuse me, they've got most <laughs> dominant artists right now: Glorilla, Moneybag, Yo, Yo Gotti, Black Youngster, Key Glock, and Ellie Chopper. Do five of them are on the same label? Like, there's no which you could argue. I'm not going to say they sound the same, but they have a very similar aesthetic. What aesthetic. you just gave Detroit yeah, props yeah, yeah. for? Big Sean don't sound shit like Peasy, dude. Peasy don't sound shit like 4-2 Doug. 4-2 Doug don't sound shit like Sada Baby. That is the only thing, in my opinion, that's hurting Memphis just a little bit, is that all the top acts are on the same label, and they're very similar. They're very, they're related. Mm-hmm. You could argue that. Now, when you look at some of the rising stars they got right here, Duke Deuce has a certain sound. It's Memphis, but it's a certain sound. You got Gloss yeah. Up. 
Big Bug, who we'll talk about later. And you got Finesse. But you could argue Finesse low-key sound like Moneybag. Not like trying to or not like biting, but they're, they're clearly same from line. the same place. Same like line. it's not no yeah, mistake about it. So that that if there was a if there was something that was hurting them and they lost a star in Dolph, that also yeah. hurt. Um, so that that that's the only thing in my opinion that's holding them back ever so slightly behind LA, Chicago, uh, New York, and, and Atlanta. I'm not mad at this list. I think it's well, relatively it's pretty accurate. Keegalock came from Memphis. Yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. Huh. They disrespectful as hell not putting them on here. He on there. He right there next to most dominant artists. He on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see him right there. He blending in right there. Okay. They got yeah, do him. He don't get out much, that? though. He don't. You don't hear Keith Glock on other people's shit. Not now. Nah, it's just he, he primarily stick with Dolph. Unless it's some pop shit. Do you blame your Gotti for that? Like his, nah, he, he playing he, it smart. He's, uh, it ain't, uh, what do they call it? It ain't monopolizing the market. He's playing it smart. You're hot in my city. I want to sign you first. It was a nigga that came out complaining about that too. Like one of the indie label types from Memphis, mm-hmm. like saying, yo, God, it was kind of overeating, not letting nobody else eat. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm a big dog. Nigga, you got to get up. So I, yeah, I see both parts of it. So I, I, I'm, unless he is overly going out of this way, make it hard for somebody else, or he just, you just can't compete with me. You can't compete with me. That's I mean, that's you, what. Not me. <laughs> at one point, CMG was an indie like that. Like at one point, yeah, they had nobody. Exactly. That's on you, not me, my nigga. You get your way. <laughs> yeah, like hey. I can't think of that, but it was an article I read where the guy was talking about. That. I don't know his name or anything like that. Dude, your boy but over man, in Houston over making the stallion shit said the same thing about Rock Nation though. Fifteen oh one said they come in and Debo they way. It's see, like I can't keep up. Like, but uh, see, I. But he he just getting too much flack for not paying. Like the other chick that came out now and said that he she ain't getting paid. And called really? Crumpler got Yeah. She finna leave now. Talking about she said they owe her money. Damn. Uh, what's her name? What's her name? I don't know. Um uh, whoever that was that they replaced Meg with, she's I can't think something Davis, I think. But um mm. she's now come out and saying that, you know, she ain't getting her money for fifteen oh one either. So they gotta step it up. Some something need to happen. LA maybe he's it, taking the baby route. It's it's tough with the LA list on here too because the West Coast Cali is so spread out, so you can't put a nigga like uh Larry June right there because he's not technically from LA. You know what I'm saying? He's West Coast. Yeah, he West. If Coast they would have said West Coast, then they'd be much higher on this list. Like yeah, combined they, everybody. If you combine everybody, they'd Mozzie, be like two. You would have had all of that. Yeah. Oh, huh, you include the Bay nigga because then that's. That's Simba. That's all. Like they would have, they would have been much Reason, higher. On you got a lot of niggas that yeah. So that that makes sense. Damn, I'm looking. But that's for a you. solid list. I ain't mad at it. It's a nigga that named Hard Boy Pig that was signed at 1501. Said it was like signing with the devil. Who the fuck is that? Uh, some nigga from Houston. I'm looking for the chick's name, and it just came out. I can't find it. Y'all know who I'm talking about, man. She was just on the red carpet talking with her boyfriend and shit. Made went viral. Yeah, on BET mm-hmm. Wars. Mm-hmm. The bitch had she, she wear a little the little wig shit right by her eyebrows. You'll know exactly who I'm talking about once I figure out. Is it name, Freaky but... T? You talking about her? Tierra no. or something? No, it's like I don't know who you, you made up a gal then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she on fifteen oh one. I just don't want to pull up their artists. What's it called? You know. But moving on, just recently, yo girl. 
booty hole brown sexy red. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she <laughs> she walked off stage, man. Uh, she's doing the the coming up artist circuit AB doing the clubs and things like that. And she's getting stuff thrown at her. And she stopped mid-performance and said, hey, man, I ain't going for this shit. And on top of that, she has a man that throws money at her during the performance as well, in addition to the other items. So she stopped the show and was like, y'all got me fucked up. Fair or foul is what to be expected to a new artist. Uh, this is foul. These are two separate situations. People are revolting against Sexy Red. Um, a lot of people look at that song that she has out right now as kind of the worst part. I don't want to say it's the worst part of hip hop, but people are looking, she's being used as the example of what's negative about hip hop. The same way soldier boy was when he first came out the same way Lil Yachty was when mumble rap became a thing. Like you become the face of what's wrong with something. And she's just the new face of that. Um, I, I feel like they're getting her, they're setting her up for failure though. Because even when you look at, she had a video where she was in like the little one room with the microphone and doing a perform her song like acapella and shit. That's not an acapella song. My pussy's pink and my booty hole's brown. It's not a. It's not a rap city to boo. Wait, what was that? What was that on? Was she oh, in a club it was one of them. Um, it was like some promotion. No, nah, it was just one of them interviews where they stand in the booth and they got the little mic and they perform their little promotion. song. Gotcha. Yeah, it just it's just one of them. Hey, that's not that type of song. It's not. Like that's one that you play at Magic City with, you know what I'm saying? Strippers falling from the sky. You don't play this in an acapella nigga like it's Illmatic, like it's one mic. Like it, that that's setting her up for failure. That's why she's getting the response that she's getting. But I, I, I'm never a fan of throwing stuff at people on stage. That, that to me, that's super wack. If y'all want to boo, then maybe that's a thing. But like, don't throw nothing at nobody. That's corny to me. Don't pay money to go see somebody just to throw something at them. That's lame. Uh, but I do understand the backlash and why people are kind of revolting because she's becoming the face of what's whack in hip hop. Fair or foul. What's, when you say what's whack, what do you mean? Like Just like what shit? people don't like about hip hop. Like the, that her song is very marching. elementary. It's very ABC one, two, three. And people look at it like, man, if people you don't want to basic ass shit people, out of here. Nah, nah. Some people want to hear it. I think people front. No, when some people don't want to hear it. Okay. When you say setting her up for failure, are you talking about like, well, do you think that people would actually pay their money, promoters, club patrons to go there to show distaste, like to be like, I'm going to spend my $50 to get in and go VIP to let this bitch know I don't like her. You think people, that's happening? People have paid to do dumber shit. People, people were planning <laughs> to go out to whatever club that was. And she just so happened to oh, be, yeah, she like, just oh, she there? To be there. Man, I'm gonna, hey man, when she going to stay, that guy, she don't get that bullshit off. I'm gonna throw some shit. Like dead ass. I it's think she's happening. a little bit bigger than that, man. I think that she's bringing crowds out. I think that she's getting booked and people want to see her. And it may be some haters in the building, but I do think, like, I think the promoters and people, like, are excited to hear that song just because people love trendy, uh, viral shit now. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other end, what I would say is, I, I'll, I, it's not necessarily why she's receiving the backlash, but you also got to know how to move. One thing I'll credit Ice Spice's team with is she's been moving brilliantly. Facts. And I bring that up because you said of the acapella thing. I haven't seen it, but she should know or her team should know, like, this ain't the place for that. Like, That's I'm a what I fun. Mean. This is a fun record. Like, so, yeah, I agree with you. Someone is advising her wrong. Yep. Or she's chasing way too much fame 
way too quickly and people are responding to that they're not responding to how bullshit the song is it's just oh you was right here like doing this shit in front of bobby jones and you was right here doing the acapella shit knowing it's not an acapella song i can see how that would irritate some people you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah i i get that if i don't need her on genius doing a video on genius breaking down the lyrics to pound town it's not that type of song dude like we right. don't need exactly. <laughs> you know, there's no 100%. need, and and every song doesn't have to be that. That's the thing. It's okay, right. but don't set somebody up. You're setting somebody book. up for right. for failure, dude. Who is your team? Who is your management? Who are you, who is your handlers? Like, don't do that, man. That song is not a complicated song. It's a fun song that people can get hyped to when they're drunk. I understand. I didn't think her dancing at the BT Awards was an issue, in my opinion. Number one, her song came on during an intermission. It wasn't on TV. This wasn't televised. This was during an intermission, and people happened to be filming it while it heard while she was doing it. Who knows when the next time she'll be invited to a BET Awards song, if ever, I mean, to a BET Awards, if ever again. You may never get a chance to go back, dude, so make the most of the one time that you're there as if you're never going to go back. So that didn't bother me. And people, and people, we laughed at Bobby Jones and all that, but that's what I like about the BET Awards is that Bobby Jones and Sexy Red can be in the same building and you can celebrate the, the, um, that's right. kind of the, the, the spectrum of black people that we have. I don't see the problem with that. Like people acting like that shit was televised and they made a whole segment out of her booty hole being brown. Like, no, dude, that was during an intermission, dude. Like, come on, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I agree, but I, I do see where people are revolting, like you said, against the whole attitude that she has. Like, it's more so like people are turning you know, on her, you know, dude. People, that, yeah, people, yeah. people not throwing shit at everybody, dog. That doesn't, this doesn't happen that often. Like every blue moon, you know, somebody at a Wayne show with those like for some weird ass, re- but like man, for the most part, that shit doesn't happen. So for her to happen twice in the same week, that's the people responding to what she got going on. Mm. Um, and I hate that that's that I don't like that shit whack man moving along man we got some updates on some court cases that have been brewing for what seems like forever in a day Casanova was locked up in 2020 on on a Rico case he has finally been sentenced he got 15 years I dead ass thought he had been in jail for like 10 years at this point it's only been like three um, which is nuts Tech Stone popular podcaster of course got into the altercation with Yo, man, Troy Ave, who was supposed to bring New York back. That didn't go as planned. Tax Stone ended up getting a Kevin Durant jersey number with 35 years, which is nuts. What's more surprising, though, the high number that Tax got or the, quote-unquote, only 15 that Casanova got, considering he was facing 50? Mm. I was kind of surprised at the Tax shit more than the Casanova shit. Uh, with Cass, we spoke about it here. I think that he kind of tried to absolve himself as much of it as he could and he paid the repercussions for it. But I do feel like it it getting it got him down to 15 because he was facing 50. So maybe yeah. it was worth it, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Can't speak to that. But tax getting 35 from what I understood of the situation, which I still don't know if I got right. But him getting 35 was more surprising to me. I he was I thought he was gonna get out. I thought he was gonna walk. Mm. I thought that 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 um Troy because Troy Ave approached him because he was kind of the aggressor and this just so happened to happen that he was going to have a better defense. Uh, but that was not it. And maybe because of his jacket and the previous ch- priors that he had, this is where he had with it as far as him giving him 35. But I was surprised by that. I was definitely surprised by Tex not being 
It's gonna be a long, 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 yeah. long time. Yeah, that's a that's a fullback number. Um, I was kind of surprised at that too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say tax. I didn't see 35 coming, even though someone did die in that situation. So I'm not surprised he got more. But um, it's kind of like this to me. People, this need to be this more attention needs to be shined upon that because it's a cautionary tale. Um, it, it, this is 100%, in my opinion, when keeping it real goes wrong. I think that Tex had a record. All, so Tex had a record already, which is number one. Number two, when you got guns in New York City, we all know how that goes. And then you got them in a public venue where you're not supposed, you're really not supposed to have it. That's yeah, a whole man. nother level. So he was hit on three uh, different levels with this shit. But just a, a refresher for those that don't remember, Tax single-handedly picked out Troy Al because allegedly they're f- supposed to be from the same area. Tax was like, Brian never heard of this dude. Troy Al was bubbling, <laughs> making noise, and Tax made it his business to... You embellish it a little bit. It was some back and forth. It wasn't, oh, I'm picking on this nigga. No, nah, he was picking Troy on him. yeah. Nah, he, he don't on do that. He said Stop. he wasn't from there, and no one asked him. Nobody asked him that. Nobody said, hey, Tex, hey, um, Troy Ave, is he from your area? Nobody asked oh, him that, stop. bro. That, that, and that, that's, that's not how it went. Though. That's how it goes, though. Like, that's this is how this goes. You know that's gonna <laughs> when you bully somebody, nigga, you could be in position to get fucked in the end. Yeah, this is why you mind years. your own business. <laughs> this is so why, Tex right had, here. If Tex had mind his own business, he'd still be doing podcasts. He'd be up right now. He'd have one of the hottest podcasts and he'd be eating the fruits of that labor that Nori and Joe Budden have ran with. Yeah, that's true. Why they minding their own business. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, leave motherfuckers alone, man. That nigga, that nigga thought Trav was sweet because he had been talking shit about him this whole time. He he ran into him and nigga, he the one that ended up getting his gun took. And like, so like, dude, you can't just. All niggas, a lot of people ain't going for that bully shit, dude. Like you can think niggas are sweet. They from your hood. They're not. They're not. Man, look how this shit ended, dog. If you could go back, nigga, he never would have said that shit. I guarantee it. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. But I don't know if it was straight bullying, as you saying though. Tax Troy Ave had a little bit of instigating in it too. Like he had something to do with it. I think. He leaned into it. He wasn't going. Okay. All right. Yeah, he he wasn't going. Damn, Tax. That was a good ass podcast, man. Him and that just y'all overrated it though. Going out in history, nah. Y'all overrated. Hate. You hate. He had some good ass episodes, but man. you, you know, I, I've been day one with that though. I never fuck with it though. That's true. You've been a hater day since one. day one. I agree. I give you that. <laughs> since the first day it came out, definitely ain't fuck with that shit. All right, next man, we got your go- your girl Quay Larray, and she the numbers came out. Unlike Killer Mike, we were able to find her numbers. They were everywhere. Um, she did 10,000 first week, AB. And my man Boosie came out. He said, Man, the game rigged, man. She should have did at least a hundred thousand. And he cited the hits that she had, that she has, and how much she impacts culture. He says that the gatekeepers are keeping Koi Ray from being as prosperous as she should be in this game. One, what do you think about her disappointing sales, AB? Two, does Boosie have a any type of Right here, what he's saying at this, yeah. Coyle Ray is signed mm-hmm. to a major label, so she's signed to what people would call a gatekeeper. It is not as if she's doing this on her own. Um, her album flopped because it's terrible. I heard I listened to it, it's really, to really 
really That's bad. Crazy. And what, made, what makes it bad? Well, she, to me, she's not talented. She can't rap. <laughs> she can't rap. She serves no purpose. Now, I will say the song that she had out there, Players, my my wife likes the song. But it's 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 just a flip of the Buster. It's just a Buster Rhymes beat, dude. She just flipped the. That, that's one thing I noticed. If anybody checked this album out, and if you just want to have some fun and help boost her streams up, go check out the first six or seven songs. 80% of them are samples. Literally, I'm literally the first five songs are samples. And I was like, dog, what the fuck is it? It's unoriginal. She can't rap. She can't sing. She's not saying anything. Like, there's nothing about her that's appealing in terms of talent. Like, I have no idea how she got signed. I I would say it's because she's Benzino's daughter, but nobody likes Benzino either. So that, that's not enough pull. You can't get no pull from him. Mm. This isn't the source records that she signed to. She signed to an actual label. It's TikTok music. It's, cl- it's shit that works in 15-second clips, but as an album, people not fucking with this, dude. Not even the demographic. I'm obviously not the demographic, but not even the demo is fucking with this because they hear enough of the song on TikTok. They don't need to hear the whole thing. This shit is it's not good. I feel sorry for her. I'm sure she put a lot of hard work in. She takes it very seriously. I don't want to see anybody fall on their face like this. But, bro, she's not. The fact remains she's not talented. And I, I was saying this before the album. And this shit is trash. Remember her freshman class freestyle? It went viral for how bad it was. Like she just not I mean, she just not talented, man. Like it just, there are a lot of untalented people that are are able to be successful in music, for sure. Um, it's possible to get the Boosie thing out of the way. He's just I think this is his independence gripe against big corporation anyway. So I just I that aligns up with what I expect him to say. I was surprised, however, when you told me that she signed to a major label because I know her from being Benzino's daughter. I don't even know the song that you're talking about. Your wife likes the three songs that I read that Boosie said were popular. I don't know those. Maybe if they come on and I hear them, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I do know that song. But by name, no, I don't. So if I'm signed to a major label and I've been successful on TikTok, which people feel like the algorithm is now where you need to be, then, yeah, I would kind of feel slighted if I was Koyla Ray because, like, y'all ain't doing enough to get my name out there. I feel like she does a lot of good self-promotion. The only reason that I know her, again, is because it's Benzino's daughter, the beef she had with them, her responses to that, going viral for the clip that you're talking about. It's not any of the normal pathways that labels usually take to make an artist hot. The promotion that they would put into them, the marketing plans that would go into someone like Coyle Ray, like she's a marketable person. Why don't people know who she is? I feel like a lot of people don't really associate like her with who knew she had an album coming out I, I well again i'm not the demographic just like you yeah. said she's not so maybe people were anticipating it obviously not with the 10k sales but they could have did a better job of marketing in that and i feel like boosie had framed it that way instead of saying oh the game is rigged and people wouldn't feel like that he's crying wolf but yeah like I, they let her down whoever she signed to whatever major label that she signed to they let her down i don't feel like that there should once you crack the code and get with the gatekeepers 10,000 first week that's unacceptable like they ought to be able to just they ought to be able to buy those like (laughs) they should buy 10,000 just to make sure that you don't have a 10,000 first week so when I see that that, like something's wrong there's a disconnect somewhere in my opinion I'm I'm gonna read to you because I I just pulled this up because I wanted Mm -hmm. to pull up her shit on Wikipedia this is a review did somebody from Pitchfork, however you feel about Pitchfork, they gave it a four out of ten, which is which is he actually being gracious. Way too high. It is. 
They said this might as well be marketed as a covers album. Roughly 75% of the album relies on painfully obvious samples copied and pasted in with little modification. Um, they wrote that Luray's unimaginatively spins the songs by men into a hashtag girl boss anthems. Um, Luray is when she's not deploying samples of popular songs, she's hopping on the wave of today's popular sounds. The only idea she brings to the album, Koi, is introducing the younger generation to the artist she samples. That's it. Now, I miss some slaw. She's not talented, and I have no fucking idea how she has a deal. I don't know. Like, when people say too many people rap, this is an example of that. And I hate for her to be the poster child for that, but it is what it is. Sweetie is exhibit B. She the West She's Coast the same version, thing. Right? Yeah. Her shit she went double pretty. wood. Yeah, she, she was saying samples, remake songs, too, it, trying to rely on that, like... The too short it's already, shit. It's already familiar and a hit. All I got to do is be pretty and like look good in the video and it's going to go. No, nope. that's it. People seeing through that shit, though. Nope. That's nope, dead. Nope. So, well, so what's the correlation terrible. with what's the correlation with that and the sexy rich we were talking about? Like people are seeing through like, do you think the fans are becoming less tolerant of this microwave gimmicky culture? Or do you think it's just like those acts or those no. artists? I, th I think Sexy Red represents what a lot of black people don't want to, they want to act like doesn't exist. A lot of black people want to act like people like Sexy Red don't exist. Like don't look like out of sight, out of mind. That's what I think people want. They like, and eh, go, go over there with that. Don't, don't, they think that to them, it's embarrassing. It's setting us back. That's how I feel that people think that way. I saw a tweet that said, man, Sexy Red, you can tell she never had money. That bitch walking around with no person, just them stacks in her hand all the time. <laughs> Somebody said, bitch, get a purse. <laughs> that people was don't like the ghetto. To, to, to a lot of people, that's ghetto. They don't like that. But I think people they do know like it ghetto, but they like, they, they like to know that you can cut it off. Or okay. Like, that's fair. Like I, I think people appreciate just enough, like blackness, ghetto, whatever we're calling it. I think right, people right, appreciate right. it, but you need to be able to also navigate in a different room where that ain't gonna be like that ain't gonna get you the best thing that you're looking for. Yeah, and that's why people cringe away from it because people are like I can't act like that. There's a limit. Why the fuck does she get to act like that? There's a, there's a limit. There's a large number of there's a subset of people that that are sexy red is their favorite rapper, hundred percent. But I'm saying there's more people who, if they're going to an establishment and there's eighty percent sexy reds in the building, they're turning around and going home. That's what I'm That's, saying. I there's that, more that than enough those out here, and, and, and I would argue there's me. <laughs> Listen, that person. I am him. That's my point. Yes. If yes. I go somewhere, nigga, and it's all sexy reds and finesse two times, I'm in the wrong place. Respectfully, yeah. I'm not there no more. And in college, I would have been in there kicking it. Now, I'm good. And I think there's more people who... I I think with the... And this is the gift and the curse, real quick, before we move on. With, the, with more information that social media has given us that black people are up on currently, like, th just... Things like investing and things like stocks and it's cool to be in your kids' lives now. Like you can't hide from shit generational like generational curse crushing and shit it's like that. It's generational curse crushing. When someone comes out and is a representative of what people feel are generational curses, bro, they look at that shit like, why are you still doing that as 2023? To a you certain extent. That. That's yeah, what I'm saying. That. 
Yeah, some people are like that. That's true. Ex- right. So they don't like to be reminded that people like that exist. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But they that, do. That's how I feel. They out here. I see them every day in Atlanta. Well, I see them frequently in Atlanta. I won't say every day because I ain't outside like that. But frequently, I see them in Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right, man. Your, your man's Freddie Gibbs. Let's go. Freddie Gibbs was online recently because um, Currency dropped a new song. Currency dropped a new song. And guess who the features are? Jim Jones and Benny the <laughs> Benny the Butcher. Yep. You couldn't get a worse feature lineup for Freddie Gibbs. Someone went to the tweets and they said, I guess we're never getting that Betty too. And Freddie Gibbs responded and said, No, you weren't getting it anyway, because the first time we did work, Spitter didn't do any videos, he didn't do any shows, he wasn't fucking with it. So I'm not fucking with him. My question to you, A B. Is this a fair stance for Freddie Gibbs to take, knowing he don't need to be burning no bridges in hip hop? <laughs> um, now this is fair because if I was Whoa. Freddie Gibbs, if I was Freddie Gibbs, he was already feeling some type of way about how the Fetty project went down. How do you not do one show? How do y'all not do a tour out of that project? And you turn like around, Freddie Gibbs, a monkey ass nigga. He don't want to be no. <laughs> he don't want to go on tour with it. You you turn. This was pre Benny beef. This was nah. was this pre this was this might have been this was pre um uh, um Jim Jones beef, so Ooh, this is pre all that I was, shit. I was before that, yeah, I was before that. So so you look at what you look at what currency just did with Jermaine Dupri. They went on a world press tour, nigga, for a goddamn five song EP, dude. That nigga was everywhere. They did a show down here in the A. They did listening party shit. They didn't do any of that for that project. It's almost like it didn't even happen. So who knows behind the scenes of why or why not it didn't happen. But if I'm Freddie Gibbs and I have a legitimate man, that bro, that this isn't new. This isn't just because he's got features from Jim Jones. This isn't just because he's got Benny features. Nigga, you can peep the hit. They ain't shoot no video. Have you seen Freddie Gibbs videos? He do actual videos, dude. Currency puts out music every other day. He puts out videos with him every other day. These niggas are video making niggas, dude. <laughs> so how y'all not even do one video? So the signs were already there. It just people didn't really read the tea leaves. This just put it full circle. So it is fair for him to feel this way. Although it is interesting, he might be the first rapper I've ever heard in my life saying anything negative about currency, dude. So he's I was about to say that's one thing oh, Soldier Boy can't claim. Freddie Gibbs is the first rapper to say anything negative about currency. I'll give him that. Which is and that's part of my problem, and I'm glad you stopped there and led into this. That's part of my problem with Freddie Gibbs. And I said this about the Jeezy shit. I said this about the Jim Jones shit and the Benny shit. This nigga do not know how to read the fucking room. Everything that you say is correct. Yes, that may be true. But what good is it for him to be like, ah, fuck this nigga, man. That nigga didn't do no videos. Like, bro, nobody, like, who don't like currency? Like, how could you be with this nigga? All he do is smoke weed and, like, buy cars and shit. So <laughs> it, it makes Freddie Gibbs look like even more of a dickhead based on the previous situations that we've seen him, like, be involved in with the Jeezy shit. Went back and forth with Jeezy, and then Jeezy stopped, and he was still talking. Yep. And it, the Jim Jones shit, he had something slick to say, then you get beat up in the restaurant. The Benny shit, like... And, and even with the shit with his baby bum, I just feel like that he doesn't know or 
realize when you should know that I'm, I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to be the rapping ass nigga, Freddie Gibbs. I'm going to keep putting out these banging ass projects. Y'all going to respect me for these Grammy nominations. I ain't got to get in the mud and get petty or, or whatever it may be with a nigga like Currency. Because what's that going to benefit me other than all these niggas that scream Jet Life and love Currency like he the best fucking rapper ever in the world because it's niggas out there that believe that. Now they don't fuck with me. On yeah. top of the Jim Jones niggas that don't fuck with me and the Jeezy niggas that don't fuck with me and freddie gibbs may not care that's cool but it's not detriment i mean it's been very detrimental to his career because i would rather him be the rapping ass nigga that never said nothing and we ain't got no judgments on his characters because he ain't beef with niggas whether it be within reason or for no reason it really doesn't matter to me nigga you're too talented to engage in these petty ass beefs every three months dude you can beat up in restaurants bitches telling they got booty hole pictures of you like bro just go rap be quiet my nigga move back to gary indiana and be quiet just rap put out a cd or a tape or project every three months like take some notes from currency but I, it just goes to my overall dissatisfaction with freddie gibbs as an artist and as like just a brand like bro you don't know when to shut the fuck up yeah this is this is one of those situations where his resume is hurting his case because he has a legitimate case but because of his past three years, you're gonna look at him sideways, and as people should. So you and you got to be self aware. No, you know that. No, yeah. no, his resume. Yeah, no, nah, you got to know that if you him, it's not a good look. It it, it keeps you nothing. It hurts. Listen, you hurt absolutely nothing to keep scrolling past that comment on Twitter. I don't scroll past care. it, bro. I don't care that these niggas dropped a song. None of that shit matters to me. Brand new, whatever it is, two coming out next week. Like that's like, it. That's it, bro. Just keep keep scrolling past that tweet. You got 599 to look at before your shit pause. So, like, <laughs> you got plenty more to look at before yeah, you run out of whatever the fuck was going on with Twitter. And I get, I, and I too, like, I get the whole being funny shit and having a personality. Like, that's cool, but you're just picking the wrong battles, my nigga. Like, I agree. with currency, dude. Yeah, that's Come weird, on, bro. That's retarded. That's, that's weird. That's, right, that's strange. I was just listening to I'm listening to the blog era podcast and I'm on the episode where they got the currency and it's like, how could you not fuck with this dude? <laughs> how could you not even look, bro? We talked to Dame Dash even with the shit that they went through with yeah. all the like suing and whatnot. Dame Dash still didn't have nothing bad to say about currency. Facts. And I ain't heard currency speak on it, really. Even when somebody no. was like, nah, he did you wrong. I, I I heard him on an interview, a podcast or whatever. It may be like, oh, this, that, the third with Dame and currency. Like, nah, man, it's cool. Like, yeah, he took like I'm not even on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even on that, bro. Like, I got plenty of cars outside. My wife bad. I just had a child. Like, yeah. that was the route that he was taking. Like, and so take notes, Freddie Gibbs. Well, Freddie Gibbs got he. Yeah, well, he ain't his gal left him. He 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 ain't got he. he ain't a lot of things he going right her. right now. <laughs> he so. ghosted her once he found. Out. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly according to her. Yeah. Um, so. real quick before we get to these wins and these losses, man. Rap legend, gangster rap pioneer Ice T has a warning for young rappers. He tells them they need to get it together, man. He said, "Quote: He was down at the Essence Fest." And he spoke on the dead. He spoke about the dangers of hip hop to people magazine. He said, quote, I think people from my generation are really upset with what's going on with the youngsters because every week somebody's going to jail. Um, he said people are dying of drugs, killing each other. He said, my generation, we lost Tupac. We lost Biggie and we got the memo. Everybody calm down. We all figured this shit out. We were rapping to get out of the streets. Um, it's his warning to young rappers, uh, legitimate one. 
it's fair. Um, I'm not sure if the reference point that he made as far as we stopped when Tupac and Biggie got killed, I don't know if that's really true. I think there's just an old nigga like trying to embellish a little bit on how the the past was. Mm-hmm. Because even when Tupac and Big got killed, like rap continued to get more violent. Like it didn't, there was no kumbaya moment, my nigga. Um, so I just think that this is what it has morphed into. Just it just happens to be a bigger business. So you have more people and artists and camps mimicking what they think will be successful. And sometimes it is these beefs and this petty shit that they get locked up for. We've talked about Gucci Man's 1017 label and yep. what the issues may be with them. We've talked about Yo Gotti and getting his artists out of jail. So there are a lot of different things um that are happening today that I mean it was still happening even when Ice T is saying, hey, we paid attention. Ice T has always been a little bit older. Yep. So he has a different perspective, I feel like. And that's kind of where he's speaking from as far as that uncle, that dad saying, man, y'all niggas ought to be doing this, but not really understanding. Like, I mean, some of these guys, and there's no excuse for what it's just their culture that they grew up in. Like, we see the Casanova cases and we see the YSL cases. Like, yep. I don't think that those guys are going out of their way to be like, nigga, I'm finna be a gangster. It's like they think it's okay. It's because of the culture that they grew up in. And that culture was created by niggas like Ice T, by niggas like NWA. It just has morphed into what it looks like in 2023. Now we're older, me and you, Ice T, like we can look at it and be like, man, y'all niggas is wild. Yeah. But it would have been a nigga our age when we was doing whatever we was doing, be like, y'all niggas is wild. Like it happens from generation to generation. Uh, so it's good that you brought it up. I'm glad, glad that he talked about it. What I really would wish would happen from this is he talks to younger artists and is able to develop some type of rapport and kind of guide them in the direction that he thinks needs to be seen. Because I think Ice-T is a smart brother. Yeah, I, I just watched Simba on Earn Your Leisure, and mm-hmm. there was a clip where he talked about how older rappers need the younger generation, the younger generation need the older rappers. Um, they need the wisdom that the older rappers got and the older generation needs the, 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 the youthfulness and the insight of what the new generation is on. They need that as well so that they can understand what's going on. I feel like people, people use the Biggie and Pac deaths because they were two of the biggest at the time and they made waves where now it seems like waves are being made more often with people like take off or Nipsey or XXX. But this simple, the fact is remains, bro. It's a numbers game, dude. There was there is no XXX of '96. That motherfucker didn't exist. There wasn't one. There was no takeoff of '96. There was these niggas are stupid popular, like stupid. Yeah. You know how many popular rappers are right now, bro? Like, <laughs> dude, if somebody of a takeoff stat, there's forty rappers of takeoff status that are dumb popular that could go to Poland and sell out a festival all the way across back to New York, nigga down the over to Cali. The, the internet has made the world small. The internet has op- also opened the gates for more rappers to be successful for more young black men to be successful. That come from a lot of these fucked up environments. And the fact of the matter is young black men die in these fucked up environments at the exact same rate, dude. They just so happen to have made it out making music and they suffer the same fate, unfortunately, as the people that didn't get a chance to make it out. That aspect has never changed. I just think there's more of them. The gates are open. There's more successful rappers and there's also more rappers that are dying. 
you get one without the other. I don't think you can have either one exclusively. So I I, I want people to put it in perspective, Ice-T, Biggie and Pac, of course that made waves, nigga, because rappers weren't dying like that. But again, you had to know somebody. Nigga, you had to stand outside of fucking Def Jam offices with a boombox to get signed, nigga. If you stand there three weeks in a row, nigga, somebody might listen to your demo tape. Damn, now I can put my shit on SoundCloud or YouTube and be a household name next week. So, like, it, it's not it's not the same, dude. So that, unfortunately, you're going to get a nigga from the hood that made a song in his basement that uploaded and is popular and then get shot the next month. Like, it. Trust me, had he not uploaded the song, he wouldn't have got shot the next month and you wouldn't have heard it, nigga. I wouldn't have heard it. It's just been on the, on the local news just like it is every night in every hood in America, dude. So I, I want people to put that in perspective and put it in the context and don't make it seem like the sky is falling now when really the same thing is happening. Dude, the rich are getting richer now and the poor are getting poor now, just like they was when Biggie and Pac were alive, just like they was when Ice-T was trying to rap. There's no difference. The sky is always falling, dude. Just turn on the news, dude. It's been like this since I've been born. I don't, I don't yeah. see it changing. I think that was well said, one hundred percent. All right, AB, we got wins and losses before we get out of here for the week. First, mm-hmm. win or loss, your girl Nicki Minaj. She's offering to pay the tuition of the fourteen-year-old who shot the dude to hit his mom's in the face at the chicken spot. Win or loss? That's a W. Um, this is a W. Like they tried to, of course, everybody's seen the story. The the guy was attacking this lady for some reason. I still don't understand what the fuck was going on. The son saw it, grabbed the strap, shot the dude. He ended up dying, unfortunately, or for whatever. I don't know, but the shit is crazy. I was, I'm not mad at Nikki want to take a stand because she said that people need to be protecting their families. I understand if you see people in the clip, some people went away. They didn't want nothing to do with the situation. Who knows? Had he not been shot, how far would have went? That nigga might've been without a mom. Had he not had a pistol, who knows? You don't want to see anybody getting killed. You don't want to see anybody getting fighting in a fucking chicken store, but sometimes shit happens and people do need to be protected. And Nikki decided to speak up and do something about this. I'll be honest. That's a, that's a win. I'm not mad at it. Um, Hmm. I don't know if I'm mad. I'm not mad at the gesture. You know, I, I, she did a good thing in giving him some money, paying for his tuition. Lord knows what that little boy gonna have to go through for the rest of his life. Facts. <clears throat> With this on his mind, um, I'm not sure if publicly co-signing it is what I would do if I was Nicki Minaj. So I'm gonna say a loss. I would have had my team hit his people up, and you would have got the money. I'm not releasing a statement. I'm not talking about protecting families because. Yes, a 14-year-old boy did what he had to do, and I, I I commend him. I ain't speaking against it at all, but still somebody got killed too. And to come out and be like, well, I'm going to pay your tuition and rule. Reward isn't the right word. Yeah, I don't kind of condone what happened and be like, shit, it's what happened when like, I, that don't that don't speak to like what we're talking about and breaking curses and elevating, upgrading people like I wish that that hadn't happened either way. The nigga had hit it in the face and the nigga hadn't got shot either. And the 14 year old boy wouldn't have had to do that. And if I was in the position that Nicki Minaj was in, I would have just hit him with that. Nobody would have never knew. Like mm. he would just had a check in the mail, like versus coming out and making my stance against it. So I'm going to put a loss. Fair enough. All right. Next winner or loss, I got Big Boogie. He turned down five to $15 million scholarships to pursue his rap career. 
Hey, this, might be, this might be worse than the than the uh than the Jeezy two dollar subway meal. But what fifteen million dollar <laughs> scholarship before NIL did what where are they doing that at? Who can fifteen say how old is this nigga? Because is it NIL money he talking about? No. Who the fuck yeah. is getting fifteen million for the scholarship, dude? You LeBron? Like there's no fucking way, dude. That's a he he's misremembering it, and that's okay. Again, we gave Jeezy Grace. He was misremembering the subway story. This nigga is misremembering how much he was getting offered. Kudos to him for following his dream, and it worked. I mean, he's he signed to he signed to ten seventeen, I believe. If not ten seventeen, it's MMG. I can't remember which one. I mean, excuse oh, me, this the young nigga that Gucci signed. One of them. I remember that. Um, but that's it, it said he was born in. It said he was born in ninety six. Okay. So, oh, so what would that put years. him in college? Yeah, that would put him in college in what two thousand and six, which was before nil. Exactly. Yeah, he not he wasn't finna get fifteen so, m's, bro. So he's speaking out of turn. Like he must be speaking of under table money that, that Boosters was gonna be giving him that he should have never said nothing about. So this is a loss to Big Boogie either way. Either your way that you said it that it never happened, or either the way that like you ain't supposed to never told nobody about this, my nigga. Um, I can't believe he was that good. Hey, he, his little project actually money. straight too, though. Believe it or not. No, nah, I'm talking about as an yeah, athlete. No. What did he play? Football or basketball? I think it was football. I don't believe he was that good. I promise y'all know. He yep. from Louisiana. But I'm gonna take the loss. Shout out to the big bug though. Lastly, man, yo man, Trippy Red, he got kicked off on an American Airlines flight. And he said because he smelled like weed and the flight attendant had a problem with it. The airline is saying that it's because he was smoking weed in the bathroom. Mm. <laughs> is that a win or a loss? Yeah, this is tricky, man. This is this is this is he said, she said, my word against yours. It look why it's an L you getting kicked off a flight, number one. Yeah, like that's kicked <laughs> off no flight, bro. That's my that's fucking fear. up all your plans. He probably had a bag on the other end of that flight waiting on him. Like, dude, that's an L getting kicked off a flight. You I don't yeah, he's in, he's too old for that, and he's not even old. So that's some slaw. If you want to smoke weed and hit the blunt while you're on the flight, man, just go ahead and put it on the jet. Go in with you and little Uzi. And uh, one other one, another one of the SoundCloud niggas you came up with, going in on the jet, and nigga put do all the smoking you want to do, dude. Don't try to get the smokes off on a fucking American Airlines flight, dude. You look crazy. He claimed he claimed he left there and went on the jet, and um, okay, big flex. Yeah, he said he claims allegedly. Uh, one of the things for me too, like you said, like bro, that, that would be one of my biggest fears, even. Having something happen where you have to react to get kicked off of a flight or someone on there wild and like the little white chick that they showed not too long ago that went viral saying that people weren't real on the plane. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. That, that was nuts. <laughs> that was on some final destination. I shit. would be so mad because if something happened, I would be 100 percent. I wouldn't try when the plane starts shaking the shit in the air. But two. I would be so mad just because that delayed me and all the other shit to go with traveling. Like when motherfuckers be like bullshit on a flight, man. Like that, that that's a thin line right there, buddy. Hey man, do if y'all ever see me on a flight, please don't fuck that flight up, dude. Like please. just go ahead and put your headphones on, there, bro. Let me get to wherever the hell I'm trying to go, man. Cause trust me, I'm trying to be somewhere, and that is the worst shit. Somebody did that one time. They was on a flight. They weren't like- supposed to be on the flight. I don't know how they got on there, dude. And they was trying to. Man, the attendants were baffled how they got on here, and they were taking forever to get them off. 
And by that time, the whole flight is against it's you against the whole flight, dude. Like, Everybody's just thinking, like, man, shut up, bro. Get off. Whatever you got to do so this motherfucker will pull off, do it. Because we don't want to hear it, bro. You ain't getting no sympathy on no flight, nigga. None. None of that. I ain't none of that. Well, there you Like, man, get off, nigga. You That's got about five I'm minutes thinking. of leeway, dude. <laughs> you on the clock, nigga. After that, it's like, hey, man, handle that, on, handle that in the motherfucking waiting area, dog. Hey, that's crazy because, look, it could be some right man. They being right man, bro. I don't, don't care if they being racist. My nigga, matter, I don't care bro. if they stole your money. Please get off. You, that's that's a battle. You're not going to win, bro. <laughs> You're not going to win that. <laughs> Ever. Just take that Ever, L, dude. Nigga. That's funny as hell, man. That's I mean, that's universal too. I think everybody would agree with that. Like, bro, if I'm on this flight, like, please don't be bullshitting on here, nigga. I can I can see you get done dirty. I'm be like, hey man, just handle that off. The yeah, road. yeah. Like, I damn, bro, that's fucked up, do. man. But hey, man, the gate right there, my nigga. Like, I know it's another flight or something, bro. Yeah, it's fucked up. Let us get up out of here, though. <laughs> don't, don't hold us up, though, my nigga. Don't make me do. Don't make me have to suffer for this bullshit. That's true. All right, man, who you got for on deck of the week? Uh, shout out to homie Robert Hayes, man. He said, "Hey, man, can y'all turn the volume up just a little bit more on the podcast? I can't hear my, I can't hear y'all on my semi." So we got you, man. So we we gonna yeah. up the volume up for you, big dog. He on the road checking us out. We appreciate that, Mister Hayes. We got you, big dog. We cranking the volume up for you one good time. Facts. I apologize, Robert. I talk a little louder for you too, brother. Make sure I keep it. <laughs> Get that podcast voice going for you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, put on AB. What you got? Uh, I think we're gonna have the same put on this week. Shit, mine gonna be a put off. Ah, okay, never mind. Yeah, that idol. I watched the final episode, guys. If y'all are like, damn, I keep hearing about what the weekend got going on. Just skip it. Don't even waste your. Don't even waste your five hours. I'm not saying this. The last episode was decent. You hate. You hate. No, the last episode episode was decent. Okay. The, the, the last episode was decent. There's no need to watch the entire show. That's all I'm saying. Um, it was a it good was, ass scene in that last episode. Yes, it was. That that audition scene was fucking fire. Yeah, that was cold. That was cold. And and your boy, the the little red riding hood story was cold. That was cold. That, that was, was cold. cold. <laughs> that writing no, didn't exist word. in no other episodes. <laughs> the accent still almost threw it off, but it was Facts. cold. It was cold. But just I'm telling you. Just watch something else. That's all. Why? Why? Watch Hijack, bro. Yeah, just watch that shit. Yeah, you just stole it. That, that was mine. If you want to no, watch something else, man, and we were just talking about playing stuff, Hijack, Idris, Elba, Bodies. First two episodes, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Like, killing that, though. That shit was fire, nigga. Yeah. I, like, I was there for all of that. I, I'm hoping this goes with 10, 10 episodes. I hope it ain't one of those six episode joints. But, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking with this. Yeah. I like the premise. He's a hostage. Well, he's a negotiator for businesses and the plane got hijacked. It's on Apple Plus. The first two episodes, the third episode actually just dropped on today's Wednesday when y'all listen to this on Tuesday. So yesterday, the third episode just dropped. I'm going to watch that right now. Mm. Um, Yeah. Check out that hijack on Apple Plus, man. That shit fire. That just made me real quick. On BT Plus. I can't believe I'm saying this. BT plus Mike got one. Yeah, y'all gotta check out that average Let me tell you what Joe. I'm about, though. The average Joe. It That's ain't on nothing of- else. I'm hot about that. It ain't what? I thought it would le- I, I thought it would at least be on because sometimes BT plus put their shit on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah. Or uh like the Miss Pat show is on um on demand. Yep. They making you sign up for that B plus for the Yeah, BET. that's petty. You got BT plus? 
My wife do. That's crazy. That was the first thing my homeboy said. <laughs> I told him the show was kind of fire. He was like, he said, hey, fam, why you got BT Plus, though? <laughs> that, that, I was wondering the same thing. I just hadn't asked you yet. I was like, bro, how did you even come across having BT Plus? And, like, I'm not even saying that because I want to support black business, but they, like, it, like overly priced, though. I think it's like $15.99 or something. That ain't no fucking like way. I promise you, bro. Because, you know, like, you see it, it's like $4.99. You're like, okay, I'll sign up for this. It's $5.99, bro. No, it's not. I promise. When I'm I try, well, I saw, I, I would sign up for $5.99, but it was way higher than that when that, the Miss Pat show first came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like they wanted like $12 or $13. Oh, no. Hell, no. Nah. Nigga, nah. I ain't watching these Tyler Perry shows on here. No. Nah. One they thing got, I want to see, nigga. They got one with this one. That's average, Joe. I, I watched three episodes. It's, so far, it's good. It's kind of like, think like uh, uh, Ozark Light. It's Ozark Light. Mm. It's pretty good, I like man. I Deion Cole, too. So I'm, with I'm Deion Cole. And I didn't know if he could pull yeah. it off because that nigga funny. And he kind of he's silly and kind of goofy and shit, but it, he playing a serious role pretty well. But he's still there's still some com- some comedy in there, just not slapstick and goofy. But it's it's dark, but it's there's a little bit of comedy. You gonna laugh a little bit? It's actually pretty good, man. I'm, I'm checking. I'll check for that average Joe on BT Plus, plus man. man. Get that free trial though. That's crazy. Not the Tyler Perry though. Yeah, I need that free trial. trial. It ain't. It's a Tyler Perry production. No, I'm just saying BT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it was a Tyler Perry production, I wouldn't be recommending it, even though that's my guy. I was gonna say, never mind. I'm out. Yeah, I don't nah, even yeah, nah. care what the first three episodes look like, bro. I'm out. It don't matter. Right. I know it ain't gonna end well. If it was Tyler right, Perry presents you. Average Joe, I wouldn't even. St- I wouldn't even play <laughs> on it. With all due respect to TPZ, yeah. Shout out to Tyler Perry for buying BET, man. For sure, man. Hey, it's another episode in the books, guys. Um, hey, I have a safe fourth, even though it'd be over with by now. If you still got fireworks left, man, be careful with that. You don't want no Jason Paul Pierre or whatever the fuck his name. When you don't want no one of them situations. Uh, or no Terry situations. Y'all be careful out there. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Go reverse, Terry. Go in reverse. Nah, we have. That's going to be funny forever, guys, bro. Ever, forever. Forever in, in, in a day. 100%. Happy 4th of July off day for the black people out there that don't celebrate. We love y'all. Yes, sir. We out.